Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. What up, y'all? T Bob here from Snaps, presented by FanDuel, your new favorite college football podcast but i'm here to talk nfl because it is playoff time and there's no better place to get in on the action than fanduel trust me i would know i've been handing out losing bets all year long on fanduel and what i've learned is look the app is safe secure it's easy to use okay they have a ton of great offers boosts and more all month long when you do win you get paid fast and the best part is you can really play however you want to play. And I, and I mean that quite literally. If you love futures, those are there for you. If you love to parlay multiple games, that's there for you. If you like same game parlays because you just want to watch one primetime game with a lot of action, a lot of juice, uh, spread, money line over, unders, totals, player props, everything, live betting. You get to the game late and you want to, it's all there for you on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. So, Try out the same game Parlay Plus while you're there and download FanDuel now, which is now live in Ohio. That's right. If you are signing up for the first time, use the promo code SNAPS for great deals. And what are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Yo, what up, everyone? Welcome in to a brand new episode of Snaps here on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. What's going on, guys? Hope you're having a uh, wonderful day today. Uh, let's get this out off the top, okay? Know we got a lot of dog fans in here. And uh, unfortunately, today, Aaron Murray not going to be on the show. I mean, I don't know what it is. You know, you, you, you win a national championship and all of a sudden you don't got to show up for work anymore. Uh, just absolutely feeling himself. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, but, but I will be, uh, me, it'll be me and Brum today. That's right. Um, like all great shows are going to make our producer pull double duty. We'll only get paid for one job. Uh, we'll make him do another as uh, me and Brum will be providing you with the, uh, with the college football takes to satiate your college football hungry soul. Um, again, this is Snaps, the Volume Sports Podcast Network's uh, college football daily podcast. It's super fun. 
Um, we love doing it. FanDuel Sportsbook app. If you download it, promo code SNAPS. That helps us out. Rate and review the pod wherever you listen. Or if you want to be like our guy, Walker Dog, Andy J, everyone else. Um, yeah, that's right, Walker Dog, the wild man from Louisiana. Yeah, A-Barge, Dark Janus in the chat. Everybody, if you want to come hang out in the chat, youtube.com slash the volume, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, every single day. Uh, do we get to see the man behind the curtain? I don't think so. I, uh, Brum, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that the computer that you produce this also has no camera capabilities. Can't confirm. I did have a webcam set up, but then I ran out of USB ports, and uh, here we are. Well, check it out, dude. I've been listening to a lot of Andrew Tate videos lately, okay? And I've learned how the webcam business works. Do you want to go end on this with me? I would rather what? stay away from all Tate-related topics. What? You don't <laughs> want to be a top G? Damn, dude. See, this is why Snaps is never going to make it. If we got into, if, if we moved away from college football and started running, you know, a allegedly trafficking webcam operation, I feel like we'd be making more money. But whatever, dude. You know, I, I'm not a business. Alleged man. webcams is false masculinity. Man. That there seems to be a lot of viewership, <laughs> or like how to be a man 101 or whatever the fuck Andrew Tate talks about. <laughs> Um, Avard says that's code for quote a face radio. I will actually back Ryan Brumley up here. Um, Brum has a voice that does not, I don't think, prepare you uh, for what he actually looks like. And that's not to say that it's any like odd kind of voice. It's a, it's a normal voice, right? But it doesn't speak of like like Brum. How tall are you? Are you like six four? Like when we met in real life. You're like six four. Like seems like two hundred. Like you're a big dude. I'm six two. Probably 215 okay. right now. Could, should be at yeah, about 205, yeah. you know. We're, we're all. No way, bro. We be. That's elite. That's elite prototypical quarterback size right there. A couple more inches, and you could be Will Levis. Like, you too could get drafted in the first round while not actually playing all that well. Um, Walker Dog says, is Harbaugh leaving Michigan? Okay. Uh, this is something that we will get into today uh because the jim harbaugh news it never quite has stopped since the loss and it's only going to increase over the next couple of weeks so give me some of the idea of the topics uh you know what is jim harbaugh going to do nfl will michigan pay him etc cetera, etc cetera. uh is usc making a mistake in keeping alex grinch lincoln riley heading an off day my boy hey look my, my boy grinch i know him he's not going anywhere next year okay um brum has to get something off his chest with Deion sanders uh, i believe and it's going to be a bit ironic to me as we'll see and then i don't know i kind of want to look at the uh the final ap top 25 a little bit here as uh it's 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 a year that ended far differently than we ever would have thought in fact i was i was pretty shocked i was reading the athletic earlier and brum i think it might be the first time in history but five teams that started unranked uh, ended up in the top 10 by the end of the year. That, 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 that's a fun year of college football. So like, regardless of what any of the, 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 the hot take artists are going to say that national championship game was bad for college football, yada, yada, yada. We already kind of parsed through it yesterday, right? That is just a portion of college football, uh, the playoffs of the championship. It is not why most of us on the whole love the sport so deeply. Like if you were listening to this, um, normally if you listen to a podcast on a subject, you are nerdy about that subject, right? And so if you were listening to this show, you're probably a college football nerd. So your enjoyment comes from more than just the playoff. And so, like, 
yeah, arguably for maybe getting in the people on the fence or or some of the more tangential or, or other uh, areas of geography of the country to the championship help. No, but if you're a nerd about this stuff, you know this was a deeply satisfying college football year. And, of course, we have many uh, Bulldog fans in here. So you're like, yeah, no shit, we won the national championship. Congratulations, whatever. Brian Kelly's coming. Okay, Cowherd tried to tell you Brian Kelly is coming in LSU's. Uh, well, they, they they're looking pretty damn good. Okay, oh, okay, tangent here, Brum. Think about SEC Media Days next year when you are asked um, to vote on who will win each side of the conference. Does Alabama get the blank check mark that it normally does, or? Does Brian Kelly return an entire offense, bunch of talented defensive transfers, and most importantly, the quarterback that beat Alabama last year to win the West? Do you think LSU gets votes, and do they maybe even win that vote next year? I don't think they win that vote, but I think it would probably going to break down around seventy percent Bama, thirty percent LSU. Okay, we'll take it. That's you know, it's pro- I mean, they're probably from what it's been the most. I would I would say it's very likely they will both be top ten preseason AP poll teams, almost assuredly. Yeah, well, I, I, I would I would I would I would say that's almost guaranteed. And I know this doesn't really factor in, but I don't think it hurts that you're going to have LSU FSU week one again next year. And I mean, I don't think it hurts that like people are just going to kind of naturally want to juice up that game, right? Goose it a little bit. And you got two teams that end up finishing as 10-win teams. Um, Mike Norvell looking like he finally has that brain going the right direction. How about this, Brum? Two teams that are the official cheesy champions of bowl season. Now, I hate that Florida State got to ally with Prince Chedward. Uh, well, we got, is it Jin Cheese or Z-Ched? Z-Chi? I can't remember. I can't remember what his name is. Whatever. We got the lamer of the two cheesy mascots, but... Both Florida State and LSU ending their season in Orlando with the Cheese It mascots will be playing in that very same stadium to start next season. You gotta love it, dude. Uh, Andy J says, "Is Brumley Kevin from the Office?" No, no, no. He is not um, uh, large, like like obesity wise uh, at all. Um, all right, let's go ahead and dive. Yes, uh, we love Prince Chedward and. Here's to hoping that LSU can beat FSU and uh, Prince Chedward can get back on. Um, well, that Prince Chedward can ally himself with the Tigers. Uh, okay, let's talk Jim Harbaugh because he's all over the place right now. We already know that he kind of, and, and Brian, have you read this as well, that in the Carolina talks, it was Harbaugh that kind of aggressively pursued them? Like it's it, definitely it the, wasn't it's even de- necessarily... there's definitely a sliver of reporting that Harbaugh was pushing for the Panthers' job and the Panthers are not interested. But he also seems to be on the radar for at least the Broncos and probably unofficially the Colts. Well, the latest reporting on the Broncos, uh, you could even maybe argue, is more than on the radar. Though, again, you know, during this time of year, it's kind of like smokescreen season for recruiting and everything. You never quite know what is a real story and what's just some power broker putting something out there as leverage. Uh, But he did do a two-hour virtual interview uh, with the Broncos, and uh, all the headlines will tell you that he has emerged as a top candidate. And off the bat here, uh, this is what I'll say. I, if his, his resume, I, I don't know 
that you are going to find a head coaching candidate out there. No, you're not. You're not going to find a head coaching candidate out there with a more tempting resume than Jim Harbaugh. It's, it's borderline absurd what he was able to do in his time in the NFL. Um, in Harbaugh, you have a guy that took over a San Francisco 49er team that had had eight consecutive losing seasons. Think about that. Literally the most successful NFL franchise in the league's history had eight losing seasons in a row. Harbaugh shows up. They immediately go to the NFC Championship, go to the Super Bowl next year, NFC Championship the year after that. He has a record of 44-19-1. We're talking about winning nearly 70% of the games that he coached on the NFL level. I mean, I don't know about you, bro. I'm like, if you're an NFL team, how are you not attracted to that? Like, like what is the reticence? And, and, and may, may, maybe there isn't any, but like with that record right there, why has no one made the, the golden handcuff offer to Jim Harbaugh yet when it comes to the league? Because he's weird. He's a weird, quirky guy, <laughs> and he, you know, he rubs what? people the wrong way um, sometimes. And, and I think, and he has a great job. The Michigan job is probably one you could argue one of the five to seven best jobs in college football. Um, he makes a lot of money, uh, and you know, he had a lot of success in his four years at in San Francisco, but famously had tensions with the general manager, other coaches. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know, you know a lot like, of the players. He doesn't come too. with emotion, like, you know, history baggage, but he comes with a little bit of personality baggage. Which is like, but but again, like, what are we, mm, yeah, no, I feel you. It's like, but what are we making these decisions on, Right. Like, like in a world where Hackett and others are getting hired, in a world where Josh McDaniel is getting rehired to be an NFL head coach, and Dennis Allen, how does the guy whose resume features three consecutive NFC championships, a Super Bowl in the mix, and a 44-19-1 overall record, like, again, despite all of that, how does that guy not get another shot? Like, dude, what the hell was Bo Schimbeckler doing back in Michigan back in the day. Like, I I don't know. That's way before my time. I have no great reference for Shim Beckler's personality. What I do know is I played for Les Miles for five years, and the amount of similarities I see between Harbaugh and him and their quirkiness and their wording and their kind of just overall vibe is um, striking at times. And then I know that they both uh, claim to be huge Bo Shim Beckler men. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's wild. And, and, and which maybe made even more wild, the Adam Schefter tweet. From the other day to show you what an outlier Harbaugh is and why you can feel good about him making that jump from college to the NFL again is there's a lot of great head coaches that have tried to do that and really Harbaugh's he stands alone. I mean, Bill O'Brien was pretty good, won a couple divisions, 52 and 48 overall. Um, certainly GM O'Brien, uh, as the old kind of tired take goes, it was GM O'Brien, not head coach O'Brien. That get him in control. Chip Kelly was a bit better than you probably remember at 26 and 21. But like Urban Meyer was awful. Two and eleven. Matt Rule eleven and twenty-seven. Kingsbury ends up awful. Doug Marone awful. Shiano awful. Petrino awful. Nick Saban, 15 and 17. Spurrier, 12 and 20. Butch Davis, awful. And then you have Jim Harbaugh with a 70% win percentage. There so is one I notable think- miss 
I don't know how you consider this. There's one notable um, uh, name you left off here. I guess it doesn't count, but how do you count Pete Carroll in this? Uh, no, okay, sorry. He he would be successful. He should have been. Um, why isn't he on this list? It's six, I guess two thousand. I guess it's he goes from NFL to college. This is back from Adam Schefter's tweet. I'm sorry, I should have said that. No worries. I'm just like um, I just feel like that's that when you think of people who are. Uh, um, oh yes, because he didn't make the jump originally from college. college yes, but no, but I mean, but 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 Pete Carroll. To your point. Um, Pete Carroll works here because the bottom line is that Pete Carroll is a head coach that won big, whatever level he coached on. Jim Harbaugh has proven that he won at San Diego state. He brought a Stanford team that was worse in the country to being relevant, set them up for a, you know, they're kind of golden era in a lot of ways. I'll never forget that. Oh, 17 beating USC with Richard Sherman catching the fade when that's when like Stanford was like maybe Oh, and 12 or something the year before. Uh, he, he goes to the NFL, like I said, of Niners franchise that for a decade, eight years had had losing seasons, which is unfathomable when you think about San Francisco. Uh, he turns them around in the manner that it, and then he goes to Michigan where they had been through, <laughs> was it Brady Hoke? That was one of them. I know you had Rich Rod, but wasn't Brady Hoke the head coach of Michigan at some for time? For a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, the man who would not wear a headset because it distracted him from his head coaching duties was the head coach of Michigan. Like, I don't care how quirky Harbaugh is. He never did that. That is insane from Brady Hoke. And Brady Hoke just had a vibe that never really inspired confidence to begin with. But whatever. So to take that Michigan program that was dead down and out and, and to bring them back to immediate relevance. Now they end up a couple rough years in the middle, but now back-to-back Big Tens, back-to-back Ohio State. Again, the guy can just win. He's weird as hell. But he can just win. And like some NFL team has to take a chance on him. I wonder, like, uh, I mean, surely Ursay, like if anybody else, Jim Ursay, you put him in the ring of honor after he played for you for four years. You just hired ex player Jeff Saturday to be your interim coach. Like, tell me in what world Jim Jim Ursay does not hire Jim Harbaugh to be the coach. I can't see it. They have they 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 have to. Uh here, here, here's my question, Brum. If, let's say, uh, Michigan wants to keep Jim Harbaugh, do you think they can slap their own golden handcuffs on him? Like, do you think that is Jim Harbaugh a man that is motivated by money? I think you have to. I think, like, if you've learned anything from the last two weeks, it's that Ohio State is – even though winning the last two games, they are not a program to be trifled with. You know, this is a, a team yep. that had Georgia on the ropes, 42 to 41. I don't think, you know, Matt Campbell is beating Ohio State two times in a year. I don't think, you know, whoever you get to replace Jim Harbaugh can get that program to the level it's at right now. And in a world where Mel Tucker is making $80 million, James Franklin's making $90 plus million dollars, I think you just have to. I think you have to pay him. I think I think he is worth that. Brian Kelly. You're, you're, saying, you're, you're saying you you at least have to offer him, right? Yes. Like you you at least need to have it on the record that you offered him, so your fans can't be upset with you if you let him walk for an NFL job. It's and they're like, step. yeah, I mean, of course he walked. Like, of course he walked. Freaking Lane Kiffin, Jimbo Fisher, Mario Cristobal, Mel Tucker. Like, those are all names that are currently making more than Jim Harbaugh. 
Um, that should not be the case. I'm with you, bro. He he should be at 10 per right there with Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley, right? But yeah, both I mean, guys you can, you can make an argument. One he's a ton. certainly one of the top five coaches in the sport, right? Um, yeah. That that's the, those three right there are the ultimate. Right at the edge of being elite, it's the national title eluding them that is holding them back, right? And it's like I would even put them above Dabo now, but Dabo still has the championship rings to you know that form the ultimate point of leverage in these conversations. But yeah, if 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 Kelly and Riley are making ten, Michigan needs to give Harbaugh ten. And like, I mean, um, every, like whether you talk about being motivated by money, everyone's motivated by being paid what they think their peer should be paid. You know, like does he, yeah, yes. Sorry, go ahead. No one wants to make less than people who they who you deem to be worse at your job in anything. True. Uh, very true. And especially with coaches, like right, a lot of time it's the same kind of competitive spirit and pettiness that drives them like that same thing that drives them on the field uh i think i think it makes those injustices like you're referencing when you know somebody's not as good as you and they're being paid more it makes those injustices cut even deeper like i'll never forget after uh nick saban at lsu after he won the national championship in 2003 he had a clause in his contract where he just made uh one million dollars excuse me one dollar more than whoever the highest paid coach was right might have been Bob Stoops at the time. But, like, that's obviously not a guy motivated by money. Uh, that is a guy who just wants to say, no, 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 I am on top. I that's, am how they, one. that's how I they define being the best. best. And these these people wake yeah. up and work 100-hour weeks so they can define themselves as being the best. And whether that's being number one in the poll or being undefeated or making the most money, these are people who are judged by and, and are motivated by being at the top of the mountaintop. And this is part of being at the town top of the mountaintop whether or not of eight million or to ten million dollars you know how much does that change your life in ann arbor michigan not really but yeah and and not when you're sitting on the millions that he's already accrued over time there's a, yeah like there's a law of diminishing returns in that but uh but again if mario cristobal is making more money than me and i'm jim harbaugh i'm a little pissed <laughs> and and lane given and mel tucker for that matter uh, Todd John says he had a big contract at 14 and didn't pay off till now. That's fair. But um, we're also talking about a sport where N N Neil Brown went six and four during the pandemic at WVU, a place that has no money and was able to leverage that into a buyout that would have paid him $20 million. And they decided to fire him, which they couldn't because they don't have that money. Like we're talking about a sport that is the most extreme example of what have you done for me lately? And if it's even slightly good, because, you know, these recruits got to know I'm going to be here, uh, we're going to be able to really squeeze as much money as possible out of this. Todd Johnson also says the bar now at Michigan is a natty, and we can't win that. He has a chance in the NFL. Um, yeah, somebody else earlier as well saying, like, essentially that, uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh can't win the big one. He's limited. But, uh, mm, again, I think there's a lot – there's a ton of elements. 24 that go and two in the last it. two years. Yeah. I mean, so so it's like it's one of those deals where I understand what you're saying. As we pointed out the other day, he has had heartbreak, right? He's lost two NFC championships. He's lost a Super Bowl. He's lost two college football playoffs. That is brutal. But getting there that consistently to me 
outweighs any concerns I have about could he? Is he capable of winning a championship? I absolutely think you're capable. If you are capable of getting there that much, you're capable of one time getting across the finish line. I want to say, uh, what, John Elway lost four Super Bowls before he won his first one? Three Super Bowls. And then Bowls. he rattled off two in a row? Um, is it really only three? Yes. I think the Broncos had lost four. Okay, so three Super Bowls Elway had to lose before he finally breaks through, and then he ends up winning two, right? I'm sure that many people are saying the same thing about Elway. couldn't win the big game, and he ends up proving him wrong. So I, I that, that just doesn't hold a lot of water for me. Now, I do agree with Todd's comment, Brum, that like, look, you look at Michigan's recruiting class. Now they got the NCAA, which however feckless this is, it's still annoying to have to deal with. NCAA is talking about level two violations. They got Harbaugh on the hook for a level one violation for misleading the uh, investigators. Like I said, this year's recruiting class, not great. As you said, Ohio State more driven than ever to try to be elite, like there's a lot of elements here that say, okay, even if Michigan would pay me 10 per, I still want to get back to the NFL. Do you agree with that? Like, do, do, do you think that there's kind of a lot of uh, other ingredients floating around the edge of this that, that are maybe going to force his hand? The take question you're trying, you're trying to ask is, does Jim Harbaugh have yes. one foot out the door? Question mark. Uh, yes, essentially. Or, or like, yeah, like, like, should he let more, more of a should, because, again, he's so odd that you never quite – and as he says, you never know what the future holds. I would say but, no. Like, should I would he? Say, because I think he should. I think he should go back to the NFL 100%. I disagree. I think I think he, is, he has a better chance of being remembered as Michigan's greatest all-time coach than winning a Super Bowl. I, th- I think I – think, I think That's going to require natties, dude. He's, but he's never going to – they can't run him out. He, he, his leash is another six to eight years. They're going to win 70, 80 games. He's going to have been there for 15 years. And you start close. Once you start winning 100, 150 games places, you're talking about building a, you know, a statue being built of you at your alma mater. Potentially. But as zone six points out, he would need two natties to pass car. And I don't care how good you are in a year to year basis. They're never going to give you goat status unless you can do that but 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 i guess what you're saying inherently there brum is you think he is capable I of do. hitting those two nannies at michigan if you're capable okay. of beating ohio state you're capable of winning the national championship true i mean if you, Very if, you, fair. If, you if you can beat ohio state you can in theory beat georgia and can you can string together those years and if they you know if they play a more normal schedule and who says they don't you know they they don't beat georgia one of these years like you, you come in. You you've beaten everyone in the Big Ten two years in a row, and yeah. like th- that level, and not in a fluky or lucky no, not nothing or, fluky or, or, about or it. Unsustainable way, you know. You you've done it with let's call it a slightly above average college quarterback play at best. And would it be more pro- fun if he went out and got a someone who was going to be a top flight NFL quarterback? Yes, but they they, they didn't. Well, just that's beat, more in his they, philosophy, they, they, though. They like, right? Just, like they didn't he, just beat Ohio State two years in a row; they kicked their ass yeah, two years in a row. Like yeah. that. This is not. I mean, as much as, for example, you know, we're both big LSU guys. LSU's two wins over Alabama in the last four years. We're about by what a combined six points. Whoa, 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 whoa! 
yeah, I'm just saying you could so make an argument that was uh, it's not as sustainable as yeah, Michigan yeah. to Ohio State's ass twice in a row. That is fair. I guess the only thing I get a bit afraid of is now Michigan still has elite talent. Don't get me wrong. They rank very highly. Um, they pass the 50% mark that you need to pass to win an Addy on the blue chip ratio chart. But Ohio State's just up there with Alabama and Georgia as as being like just on another level. And there's no and one in the Big like Ten Ryan coming Day up behind is, them. They're, the gap between Michigan and Ohio oh, State and the rest of the Big Ten has never been greater. Uh, well, um, are you? You, okay, my bad. You left one out, right? Like the same way Cowherd was like, okay, it's Georgia, Alabama, and LSU. It's Michigan, Ohio State, and... And soon to be USC in two years? Nebraska. Matt Rule and the Cornhuskers, brum. Give it a little time, but here in two years, Nebraska's going to beat Michigan. You heard it here first. Look, I don't love... You know, I don't I don't say this because I want this. I say this because it is the truth. I just had a vision 30 seconds ago. Um, let's see. Uh, Todd Downs, LSU's a bright future. Natty incoming. Todd, I like you. You're a smart guy. Um, oh, well, okay. Actually, Penn State. Penn State's pretty close, bro. Uh, all, all, all jokes aside. And now you do have uh, Wisconsin with um, Luke Fickle. You, you got Lincoln Riley and USC joining, like, those waters are going to get a little more turbulent, but then again, 12-team playoff maybe gives you a better chance. So, I don't know. I, this, this is all very roundabout. I think Harbaugh should probably go to the NFL. I think it, I, I think an NFL team would be foolish not to give him another chance. Like, like if, if you give him a shot and he fails, you at least have the out of, how could I have known that he would fail when you look at the resume of everywhere that he's been? He's never, like, it, it's, it's never bad. I think we spent too much time on Harbaugh. This is my fault. Um, anything else to add? Bro. I agree. He should be the second choice at any NFL's team's big board behind Sean Payton. And I think he should stay yes. in Michigan because I think that's a better pathway to glory for him than going back to the league. Well, it is interesting. You look at the original Harbaugh press conference and it's all about how money wasn't even a, a, a point and it's all about being a Michigan man. It's a dream job. And, you know, maybe it's, you know, hopefully it's like a for life job. And uh, again, I think a team will offer him in the league. So we're going to figure out just how deep those uh that 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 michigan man uh ties run how legitimate that is uh other news of the day uh something like that says brian kelly isn't the coach that kirby smart is uh they are on different levels i mean look now is not the time uh for anybody to try to take shots at kirby smart or say that anybody is as good as kirby smart so i'm not even going to um I'm not going to disagree with you there. I, I think one thing that's very interesting about this Georgia team, uh, talking to guys around the program, uh, talking to Aaron, talking to like uh, Jake Hester, who just covered him at the national championship the other day, is that he thinks one of the most incredible things that Kirby Smart has done at UGA is he has managed to get true superstar players to buy in to a blue-collar team attitude, right? Like he has gotten superstar players to sacrifice – individual self for the greater team and that is so hard to accomplish and sometimes championships can even change that like i think in alabama you're seeing a bit of like the greatest alabama teams are the ones who do that the ones that struggle a bit and you know it's a relative struggle if last year's a struggle for bama like i i think it's fair to say that alabama's team last year was maybe a little bit more individualistic and 
how this relates to Kelly and Saban is if you look at Brian Kelly's process, I'm excuse me, Kelly and Smart. I'm not saying that he's going to be able to accomplish this or that or that that who will ever get on Smart's level because he has to prove it first. But in theory, like the core principles behind Brian Kelly's culture that he is trying to create are the same, where where it's built on a base of accountability to your teammate, right? Something greater than yourself. And that accountability is uh, you, you seek to achieve it through the creation of positive daily habits. Again, all great theory and philosophy. And it paid good dividends in year one. And, and, and you would imagine that's a system that would pay increasing dividends year upon year. But, but, but it's still, you know what, like the most perfect plan on paper can always go awry. So, yeah, I'm not going to put Kelly on Smart's level yet. Um, Kirby Smart is 47 years old and has two national championships and played for a third. Um, that's some, like, borderline greatest of all time type of stuff right there. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. Hashtag ask snaps. Outside of LSU, Bama, UGA, who in the SEC do you think will make the biggest noise? I think it's got to be Tennessee, right? I mean, I, I know it's weird to think about a Tennessee team. And, and this is something that I thought was very funny, Brum. Tennessee beat Michigan, excuse me, Tennessee beat Clemson in the bowl game with the backup quarterback. And what what was your reaction when, when you saw that game or if you didn't watch when you saw the result? Like, what was your reaction to Tennessee winning that game? I mean, I think it's a, a good sign that they can replicate their offense for next season. I think that Fair. I, it taught, told me a little bit more about, especially not just their backup quarterback, but two backup wide receivers. Because as Cedric Tillman and Jalen Hyatt had declared yeah. and knocked out of the bowl game, um, Tennessee is always going to be at a bit of a structural disadvantage as you are stuck playing Georgia and Alabama year in and year out. That permanent opponent thing is always going to be tough for them. I have in the past criticized Josh Heupel's offense as a little gimmicky, but if you, yeah, we, I think if, we all have. Yeah, and but I'm interested to see what Joe Milton does. I'm interested to see how they play next year, and they're going to be – if they win any less than nine games next year, it's going to be very, very disappointing. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. 
Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yes, the college football season may have ended, but NFL wildcard weekend is here. What's up, y'all? T-Bob from your favorite college football podcast. Snaps, sub to the pod. And the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Check us out. New customers, you join today, you get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. I mean, come on, dude. Are you kidding me? So you sign up, download FanDuel, sign up with the promo code SNAPS, and again, a $5 bet will get you $150 in free bets. And if you don't know, uh, look, you can gamble however you want at FanDuel, right? Uh, whether it's same-game parlays, multiple-game parlays, futures, you want to choose who's going to be the champion, player props if you don't care about the spreads. Like, it's all there for you this weekend. I'm going to hand you some off-the-top winners here. Seahawks plus the 10 in San Fran. I like Trevor Lawrence and the Jags to upset the Chargers. Again, give me the Dolphins plus the 10.5. Vikings minus the 3. Bengals minus the 6.5. And and Bucks plus 2.5. There you go. I just picked the whole board for you. You could do that by betting $5 and get $150 in free bets. And if you want to do a same-game parlay, just combine a bunch of bets and then make a bunch of money or a multiple-game parlay. Look, it's safe, secure, super easy to use. FanDuel is also now live in Ohio. So make sure you get in on the action with all the great offers for you now throughout January. Football fans, come on, y'all. Don't miss out. Place that first $5 bet. Get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code SNAPS. And let's make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So here is okay, and, and so here's where I, I'm 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 going with this is that when I saw Tennessee beat Clemson, and yes, as Bilbo points out in the chat, yeah, Clemson was using their backup quarterback, Clubnick, but still, again, go back to what you thought about Tennessee and Clemson before the season. Okay. Fast forward to the bowl. Tennessee wins that game. And I think there's many of us out there, myself included, that were just kind of like, yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Like Tennessee's better. 
Um, it's wild that we got to a point that quickly with Tennessee. And it shows you just how good and how exciting they were for much of this year. Like, Brum, I remember early on in the season, we said, okay, who's the top five teams uh, in, in the NCAA? And I'm kind of sitting there, I'm like, oh, my God. And this was before they beat LSU. So I'm like, or maybe it's right after LSU. But it's kind of like, is, is it actually Tennessee? And it felt so absurd at the time, but now we've just accepted it, right? So I'm fascinated to see if the Volunteers really can be that 10-win team year in and year out. I think there's a ton of elements that point to the fact that they can, but also at the same time, like, let's not take for granted what they did this year, going 11-2, and two, winning New Year's Six Bowl against Clemson, one of the best programs of the last decade, and that's after 15 years of winning 33% of their SEC game. If you took a program like, like, that had the most fun this year, like it was the most fun to be a fan of, if we did that power rankings, I think, I think Tennessee would be second behind Georgia. Yes, oh, 100%. Uh, 100% because the rise is always the most fun. And 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 uh, again though, it, it is shocking how quickly we just accepted their greatness, which shows you that the pressure is going to be on Hypel and company to maintain that greatness. And for what it's worth, I think they will. I think they will, but well, you know, it's maybe a bit more up in the air than it feels like, which is also just credit to the Tennessee brand because it feels like, yes, of course they're good. They should be good. They got all the money. They got the incredible stadium. They got the facilities. Like the only thing they have to overcome is convincing people to go from Knoxville that aren't from the state of Tennessee. But I think in an age of NIL, that becomes uh, significantly easier. Um, other college football news out there. Uh, we mentioned uh, USC, right? I mean, this classic. National College Football Talk, if SC's in the news, you talk about him. And Lincoln Riley out there saying that Alex Grinch is going to remain as defensive coordinator. And um, the reaction to this has been a bit mixed. I will say this. USC's defense was awful. But when I watch the film, Aaron, uh, to me, and I'm, you know, I'm tongue-in-cheek, it was more personnel-related and not scheme related. Like they were very small in that front seven. I'll never forget the first time I turned them on at the very beginning of the season when I was trying to figure out, okay, how do I really feel about USC? And uh, the first series I watched, the defense was on the field. And I was like, oh my God, dude, this looks like a JV team out there. I mean, they got a 6'5, 200 pound middle linebacker. The D line all look like they're like 260. Like, what is going on? And I fully expected that when they flipped to the offensive side, that that USC offensive line would be just as sad and small looking. Uh, that was not the case. That O-line looked elite, and it's one of the reasons why, and they were, and they were huge. It's one of the reasons why they were so good offensively. So to me, there was a massive gap in the ingredients that Lincoln Riley was given to Cook with the USC offense versus Alex Grinch was given to Cook with the USC defense. So if I think the personnel wasn't great, except for the secondary, where it was really solid for the Trojans, but I think the personnel wasn't great overall, then I see a defense that forced 28 turnovers, which is sixth in the country. By far, they had the best turnover ratio per game. Only three teams in the country averaged uh, at least, uh, averaged plus one in the turnover department per game, right? Um, Duke, excuse me, Illinois was at plus 1.08. Duke was at plus 1.23. USC was plus 1.5. So by far the best team in the country of forcing turnovers and not giving the ball away. To me, 
that's a testament to pretty good scheme, being able to create those plays when you maybe don't have the best personnel. So I knew USC is recruiting well. I know they're going to do well in the uh, transfer portal. And so I'm at the point, Brum, where like, I think absolutely Grinch deserves another year. And and he deserves to have better players. And then if he can't get it done next year, where there's going to be a ton of pressure, Caleb Williams' final year, right? A Heisman Trophy winner returning to SC. In their school's history, that's what championships have been written upon. If Alex Grinch's defense is uh, awful again, and even you know even like middling, is 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 not enough. They need to be good next year. But but I understand because of the turnovers and the lack of personnel, I understand giving him that additional year before you make this move. You don't hold any of the previous sins of the three years before at Oklahoma against him. You don't hold, like, is this, like, a whole new, like, situation to you being in a new place? Or do you kind of lump him in with the Lincoln-Riley issues of the 2019 through now teams, even though it's been at two places? Uh, I mean, I guess I, I, I need to do a deeper dive on the sins at Oklahoma. I mean... Like, if I'm looking from Lincoln's Riley's perspective, um, would I want more out of the defense? Yes, but, like, look at how much success they had at Oklahoma. Now, I know the defense held them back at time, but, again, I think they weren't committing the same resources defensively. Even though, I don't know, man, Oklahoma always has really good defensive players, and they got guys that go to the league and kick ass, but for whatever reason, like, they just can't put together an elite statistical defense. Well, except for Stoops and then back at the turn of the new millennium. But, hmm... I don't know. I mean, what? okay, well, then you you call out the sins. Like, to you, when you think about Alex Grinch at Oklahoma, what do you think? Because to me, I think, okay. Like, I don't think he was an abject disaster. I think he took a disastrous Oklahoma defense, made it slightly better, and I think that from Lincoln Riley's perspective, they won a ton of games together. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, when you, like, it's just hard for me to see a thing that clearly kept them from being in the playoff, they were they struggled so mightily against Utah yeah, both times they, were they lost. And, again, giving that game away to Tulane in the bowl game, it just seemed Ugh. to be so clearly their one issue, the one Achilles heel keeping them from reaching the next step. And when people like Jim Leonard are out there and USC, you're – Coming in with essentially a blank check. (laughs) You're going into the Big Ten, and you're going to have to start improving on that side of the ball. It just felt like such an obvious chance for them to upgrade. Okay, so now you've tickled my fancy. Now, but, But then again, we don't know what Jim Leonard's agent is putting out there, right? This is a man who was maybe enough for like some NFL head coaching interviews back in the day. So does he want to go to SC? Does he want to stay in college? I guess only time will end up telling. Um, but yes, if if I'm the AD and I'm telling Lincoln Riley, hey, I can get uh I can get you Jim Leonard, and Lincoln Riley tells me Alex Grinch, I'm gonna kinda I'm gonna suck my teeth a little bit, but I'm gonna be like, okay, look. But I trust you. I know he's okay. a guy, I, I, but... You know, I know, so I'm going to be like, okay, look, I'm going to ride with you here, Lincoln, but you better be right, right? And if he's not right, then you probably force a move next year, and then who knows what that kind of does to the relationship. So, yes, if you can get Jim Leonard, I would have gone with Jim Leonard over Alex Grinch, sure. But, but you know, we don't know how realistic necessarily 
that was. I, 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 I do think this. I think that Lincoln Riley probably feels the same way that I feel. Here's a quote that he had that I thought was very interesting. Quote, whoever is coordinating at Georgia, I'm sure he's a great coach. But look at the guys last night, Riley said, referring to Georgia's dominant win over TCU in the national title game. Do they look like our guys? Not yet. Our guys don't look like that. We will soon. So he is um, very upfront about exactly what I was just talking about. We jumped off of the, the, the film for USC this year. Their personnel is just not impressive on that side of the ball, not in the front seven, at least. Um, also, some subtle disrespect to the defensive coordinator of Georgia. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like coaches normally know just like through the fraternity who is everywhere. But to be honest, when I read this, I realized I don't actually know who the D.C. and Georgia is right now. Uh, who is it, bro? We looked it up before the show. Who, who is it, it now? It, I'm Will Muschamp and somebody else, correct? Uh, I don't know. I thought I thought you had looked up whoever his coordinating partner was. But, yes, one of them is Will Muschamp, which I completely forgot about. You tried to say that you would rather Will Muschamp than uh, yeah. Alex Grinch at USC, and I think that's the height of absurdity, dude. I, I think that is – insanity i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that if uh alex grinch had george's personnel i'm gonna say usc's defense would have been pretty damn good i, I think, think that would help i think that would certainly help good. i think having yeah. jalen carter against going against pac-12 offensive lines would be very fun oh, oh my god <laughs> that that would be unfair on a uh on a week-to-week basis um a Bard says it's hard to play good D when your offense is only on the field a few minutes, even if they score. Look, I, I, okay. So what he's getting at there is sometimes the offensive philosophy of these all-out offense teams can affect the defense, and I is agree Rink, with that. Lincoln Riley's but, offense too good. Yeah, like, like, okay, yes, I that uh, that's a great uh, produ- take producer way of wording. That's exactly how you should for interesting conversation, right? But even viewed through that, like even grading on that curve, okay, even accounting for that, it's still not good enough. Like look at the Tennessee defense. They're on a harder curve than anybody, and and they still produced way better results than what, uh, you know, South Carolina game notwithstanding, than what you got at Alex Grinch and and company. Um, Muschamp and Schumann. Schumann. Glenn Schumann. That sounds like a movie. character on Batman. <laughs> I have, <laughs> I've never heard. Uh, yeah, I got to close the Schumann account here. Uh, Andy J, whose offense would you rather have, Lincoln or Hoiple? I mean, they're both. I mean, mm, I think Lincoln. Look, mm, I'm going to go potential play. I think Lincoln is more proven at the major college football level. So if I'm doing the safest bet, it's Lincoln Riley. But sometimes you got to be willing to get a little sexy. Okay. And as we say all the time, uh, it's not just And chicks. you know how T-Bob defines se- sexy quarterbacks who now look like a former offensive lineman. Uh, hey, hey, okay. Hey, hey, see, back off my guy. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Whatever. Lincoln Riley's got a tiny mouth. Okay. You, you can have Lincoln Riley. I'll take the comfort. You know, who would you rather snuggle with on a couch at night after a long day? Lincoln Riley or Josh Heifel? Josh Heifel. Thank you. Exactly. Okay. I'm at the age of my life, Brum. I'm not about Instagram. I'm not about the thoughties. I'm not out here trying to have 
one night stands or anything like that. Okay. I want comfort. I want stability. I want someone who, yeah, we can go both eat till we're like, we are not doing anything when we get home. Uh, we're just going to go straight to sleep. Or we're going to cuddle up on the couch and watch like the latest episode of rings of power. I could do that with Josh Heupel. I can't do that with Lincoln Riley. As far as offenses go, also, though, people dig the long ball. Okay, it's sexy. It's hot. It's fun. If Heupel, I, I, I would take Heupel. Now we just got to see if he can uh, sustain it, though. Um, all right, last on the list here. Brum, what, what's going on with Coach Prime? Coach, it's The headline here is, hey, everyone, you don't have to interview Deion Sanders. Um, but, okay, you, well, you lay out your case I'm first. just what's very, very... It is a going to be, you know, we are in day what two of the off season. It's going yes. to be a lot. It's we're going to we're going to be reading a lot of Deion Sanders interviews, puff pieces, media appearances. There was this week alone. There he was he was interviewed by GQ. He was on Pat McAfee for half an hour. Um, I would just say let's get used to Deion Sanders, and I would say some media discipline would be helpful. From Dion, do you know what their over under is by any chance going into this year? Colorado. Yes, uh, I do not. Have you looked it up? Like, are you setting me up, or is this just a random like? It, 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 it is, it is, it is the one that Fanduel has listed, and it is currently four and a half. <laughs> oh, bro! I mean, I the prime hype is so real that I'm signing into Fanduel right now to hit the over. Right? I mean, is that is that wrong of me? It's just, it's, it's just going to be it's here? just going to be fascinating, like. They tried to get a week zero game to give themselves national exposure. I mean, look, I have to say, Dion is so good at this. And whether or not yeah. anyone likes it, like, I mean, he tried to schedule a game with Arizona State. That got nixed by the NCAA. Um, they're going to play TCU week one. I guarantee you that is a very coveted primetime or big noon slot early in the offseason. He is doing a, a great job of creating hype around the program, but... I, I, I just want to let everyone know to settle in because if you're going to get, get Dion fatigued now, just it's going to be a long off season. Got another well, 34 dude, weeks. Maybe, of this. You know, look, look, maybe week like 27, right? When he's, when he's worked through all the big boys, uh, come on down to snaps. Let's go coach prime. Love uh, it. That, maybe, I mean, you got to fill July somehow. Um, yeah, look at that. FanDuel, the only win total uh, over under right now on, and it's plus 106 right now if you bet the over. Let's ride, dude. I'm throwing, uh, there we go. That easy. FanDuel Sportsbook app, promo code SNAPS if you're signing up for the first time. Nothing like a little futures bet that won't hit until like a year and a half from now. You got to sign up to FanDuel, you know, to, 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 again, hit that bet. That I mean, you could bet the 2023 20, Heisman already, so. A-Bard says, does Colorado get some good corners? I have no idea. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I literally, I I, I, I have. We're, oh, that's interesting. What were Caleb Williams' odds before the season began? I'm sure he was one of the top three or four. I mean, he, he had a giant year at Oklahoma going with Lincoln Riley, who has had two Heisman winners. I'm sure he had to be in the top five of candidates. It would, probably, it would probably have been him. Um, DJU would have been a big one. Uh, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, probably been the top four or so candidates going into the year. 
how do we feel about this, bro? I'm a little, uh, I love a good way too early top 25. Florida State checking in at number four. LSU checking in at number eight. Let's go. Top 10 I would, in the land. I mean, if you're looking at the top 10 next year, it's going to be some combination of Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. And I think you have to put LSU and Florida State in some order after that. Like, I mean, that's this like has Tennessee, Clemson. This is toy ball. Go for it. Go ahead. No, you go. No, you go. Okay, I'll go. Uh, it's Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, then Florida State, which that feels a bit takey, uh, then Alabama, then Penn State, USC, LSU, Oregon, Tennessee. I think Penn State, uh, that, that's one I forgot. They they were sneaky under the radar all year. All the um, advanced stats loved Penn State. They were probably the sixth to ninth best team in the country based on what sort of – Statue again. They're the, weird. It's weird because, like, since we only focus on four, like, you get no points for being, like, the seventh best team since they were kind of out of the playoff race for the whole year. Well, not when you're Penn State, right? Not when yeah. you're Penn State and you're supposed to be there with Ohio State, Michigan. Sure. Correct. But they're going – I think they have most of their team coming back, and so they're going to have a lot of uh, hype going into next season. Yeah, I guess what what's different, you know, what's interesting about Penn State is, you know, Zone Six of the chat says Penn State only played Ohio State, and Michigan, and lost. That is true, but outside that Purdue game, I think they like smashed everybody else, right? And, but but they weren't truly that competitive against Ohio State or Michigan, so it appears like they're like in this weird limbo of being way better than everybody else in the Big Ten, but, but unable to compete not, for titles. Yeah, but like not that close to the only people that it matters if they're as good at. At the Big Ten, that's that's a that's not a very fun place to be, as a fan. We'll 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 see though. You know who you know who my way too early dark horse team that I would love to be good again next year is, the Huskies. Let's go, dude. I mean, getting uh Penix Jr. back, Kalen DeBoer, the multi-time national champion from the University of Sioux Falls. Um, is it Suey Sue? I don't know. But 11 and 2, 17. They're going to return seven offensive starters and seven defensive starters. Uh, I can't wait to see what Washington can do in the Big 12, uh, or excuse me, the Pac 12 next year. For sure. I think that's all uh, we got. Have... Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that your way of telling me to wrap up as yes, I'm just it is. rambling here at the end of the sure podcast? Is. Yeah. Great call. It's a good call, bro. My bad. I just saw the time. No worries. Uh, hey, look, love y'all. Hanging out here. Uh, Blake Walsh's FSU starts with LSU, right? They're just trying to make that a top 10 game to start. Yeah, look, I look now. I think there's you can easily craft the argument why both those teams should be top 10 given the 10 wins and everything, but uh, I definitely don't both think teams it are hurts we're very good. This we're, we're arguably top 10 to 12 teams this year. They're returning everyone, in ter- including their very successful, yeah. long tenured, multi year starting quarterbacks, exactly. And I, again, I don't think it hurts though that that is a sexy week one matchup, right? And that's good for all of college football when you kind of juice those up. And even if it's on like a subconscious level, I think voters will uh, look at that. Uh, shout out Tulane, finishing the top 10 this year. All right. Hey, that'll do it for today's snap. Thanks for hanging out here. Uh, no Aaron Murphy, he'll be back on tomorrow's episode of Snaps. Huge thank you to Ryan Brownlee. I mean, the man does it all. He gives you takes, he gives us takes off air. To use on air, he produces the show. He's fantastic. So are uh, Paul Farrington, Pat Gunner, Danny Cardenas. 
Uh, Aaron Murray's not bad himself. Although tomorrow we do have to rip on Aaron Murray for his top five Georgia quarterback list of all time. Um, I get humility. that he made the list. Don't do it. Well, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt here, Brum, because it's not false in that Aaron is not the type of personality like he's going to automatically ding himself more, right? Like, like I don't think you can make a top five list when you are in the top five. There's no way to win that because you either underrate yourself and then people are like, he's being false humble, or you overrate yourself and you're like, oh my God, this guy just freaking loves but he, himself. But he also like, has an obvious like he, out where he's obviously not number one. So like, yeah, sure. th- there is no debate. He can't like, he doesn't have to do, like he's not in a tough position where he, has to debate, am I number one or not? I think it's easier. Yeah, to put, so I think had, it's easier to swat yourself in at number two than it is to swat yourself in at number one. If you're making your own list, where you're it? on it. He had Stetson, Stafford, and then uh, himself, which is uh, the Stafford one's interesting because he was actually a more successful quarterback on the college level than was Stafford, um, but. Look what Stafford did in the NFL. And I think in Aaron's mind, he's like, well, how can I put myself above him? Well, you know what? When Aaron gets back tomorrow, we'll let the dogs decide. All the all the Georgia fans in the chat. Uh, Todd Kidd says, Josh Heibel looks like Bobby Hill. Yeah, or like Big Hasbla. Which, shout out Big Orange Mac, uh, Twitter account I follow. That's a Tennessee fan. He pointed out he looks like Big Hasbla, and it's very funny. We love you. Sign up for the FanDuel Sportsbook app, promo code SNAPS. Uh, please hit the like button, subscribe to the Volume Sports YouTube channel. If you're listening on podcasts, saw a few more reviews roll in on Apple, baby. Let's go. Uh, whether you listen to Apple, Spotify, wherever, please, if you want to help the show, um, rate it, review it. We love you all so very much. And uh, when, yeah, we will see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Snaps. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.